all hail the cleaning crew. All hail the cleaning crew. It is Tuesday on the horn. I am not Rod Babers. I am not Mike Harge. I am not Patrick Davis. Patrick Davis is here, by the way. Patrick Davis is here. Uh, Rod Babers is on the way. There are, you know those times when you see a name on your phone and you just know that something's up because that person just never would call you at that moment. Something's happening. So at 240-something or other, whatever it was, 250-something, I see Rod Baber's name on my phone in a break and I realize, oh, okay, Rod may be experiencing some of that good old Austin traffic. And he is. So Rod Babers is on his way. Patrick, have we been able to figure out exactly what he's encountering to maybe we can use it to help other people out there? There, there is apparently a wreck somewhere on either Mopac, I believe on Mopac, okay. south in that 71 area. <sighs> so I believe there's a wreck there. So that is causing massive backups is what it appears. So Mopac, Ben White. Yes. Very first time there would have ever been a wreck there. Yeah, you know. It's the cl- yeah, cleanest intersection well, in town. What, what could ever go wrong there? <laughs> never. It's uh, never busy. Never a thing. It never, ever goes wrong there. Rod is on his way. Should be here in just a few minutes. Mike Harge continues his vacation, and I apologize for not being able to let the beginning of the show bake the way it normally does. There's normally that wonderful long intro, and then Rod comes in, and they've got the great intros and all that stuff for each other. We don't have all of that yet and uh, today, but... Um, I do hope somebody, if you're a fan of this show, I hope you have tuned in to the the YouTube channel. By the way, thanks to getting us over for helping us get over a thousand subscribers, or maybe go to the Twitch cameras, however you deal with the show visually, to see those guys cleaning this studio every day. Yeah. Patrick, I don't think people understand the level that this I mean, Harge is a clean man. Harge will clean a little. But Rod Baber's dedication to the full wipe down of this studio yeah. since COVID began is remarkable. But I think he was pre-COVID too. He was doing cleaning pre-COVID. It wasn't. I don't know if it was full on what it is now. So it, but just, it was. It was already. He was already okay. Always cleaning. You know, come in and I get it. This these studios get disgusting. They do. Yeah. Especially you come in after a weekend and you're like, do we have barn animals in here? I'm glad you said weekend? weekend. I thought you were about to say, especially if you come in after Chad. I mean, <laughs> no, he's a dirty bastard. So. No, only only when y'all were doing dares and stuff, and <laughs> oh, yeah, there may be some spilled milk that could happen. Yes, yeah. The day I tried to eat all the donuts was not good. I didn't I didn't yak in here, but it was not pretty. So uh, yeah, that is an impressive thing if you've never seen it. Rod does dedicate himself to all of that. And obviously, Rod also dedicates himself to the incredible uh, show content that uh, that will be provided as soon as he gets here. Patrick is here, as I mentioned, uh, and this all is going to work out because a little later in the week, I was going to ask both you and Rod to jump on with me. Yeah. So now I feel like I might get a yes. Yeah, you might get a yes. This is exciting. No, you know I'm always here during your show anyway. I'm doing other business in the office. Yes. So it's easy to get me because you just have to stick your head out of the studio and say, hey, what's up? Right. It's much easier. But, you know, I, you know, we'll come in. Anytime you need me, we'll come in. And since you're helping us out right now, I, I can't that. tell. We are going to talk. We will talk to College World Series today. We'll yeah. go into how that was not as much of a fun game as we were hoping for last night. But you know what? It was a good College World Series. Going into, uh, we got some Trent Dilfer sound. Okay. That's coming up. Some good stuff there. Talk some MLB. Are you getting ready for the big series this weekend? Um... 
I absolutely don't know what you're referencing, so I guess Astros that's a no. Rangers. Oh, Friday Astros Rangers. This is they're doing that series this Sunday. Are you ready for that series? I'm always ready for that one. Actually, this year this I, is, they're both over 500. Yeah, this year this I feel, is an actual thing this year. I feel good about it this year. What is it? A silver boot? A silver something or other? Yeah, I think it's a silver boot. It doesn't. It never mattered. It has never mattered since the, the Astros moved to AL. They have not been good on the same level. Oh no, the Astros. And now they're actually competing for the division. The Astros have crushed the Rangers uh, overall. Although, even though in the last couple of years there were some years where, even though the Astros were killing it, the Rangers would find a way to win a few, maybe make it sort of close. But uh, that one, Arlington or Houston for the weekend? I believe Arlington. Okay, I All believe right. they're at the Gulf. Yeah, I love the fact now that the fact that it's equalized in terms of weather. That's great. Yeah, everybody's indoors. Everybody's indoors, and now you got the uh, Rangers up in the division. So yeah, for the first time in a while, Ranger fans getting a little hungry for a July series. Yeah, with the Astros. I mean, this is uh, hopefully Altuve will be back for it. Uh, I know he was he got knocked out in that Dodger series, uh, bruised his heel jumping at a base. I believe on the uh, on the the bunt that was supposed oh. to be a sack bunt, he beat up the pitcher. Classic Altuve. He's out again? So, yeah, but he, he bruises heels. So they're basically giving him a oh, little break. Okay. Right. Uh, we know Jordan Alvarez is out. Yep. and Yeah, they have a ton of injuries right now. Yeah, that part is really rough for them. And uh, I, I've said it before. I try to be – I mean, I'm born and raised Ranger fan. That's the way I always be. But I also try to be the type of fan that doesn't root for injuries. Yeah. Like, I want to beat the best version possible. So I'd like to see the Astros get healthy at some point. And uh, you know, and and be able to to you know make make it the kind of fight it needs to be. The other team, of course, that factors in is the Angels. And as I pull up the rankings, it's five games each for Astros and Angels behind the Rangers. Crazy man, heading to July as a Rangers fan with a five-game division lead. It's it's, well, it's as an Astros fan to be like, oh, there's competition in our division. Yeah. Right. There's, I mean, usually Seattle tries to put up a fight, but that's about it. And for Angels fans, that it matters at all. Yeah, well, Angels fans, I think this has got to suck because you're like, we know Otani's leaving. Yeah, like, you're like well, 95% sure Otani's gone. So this whole thing is one last one for the road, and then you're losing the best player in baseball. So maybe you just, I mean, I guess the only thing you do there, and this has been true for baseball fans for years and years. By the way, half game out for each of those teams, Astros and Angels, half game out of the wild card at this moment. But you just have to soak up every bit of it you can, yeah. knowing that you know he probably moves on. But like yesterday, I had Aaron Hogan on the 12-3 to 3 show knowing how much of a baseball head he is. And I was talking about Otani, and I said, are we past that point now where we can compare him to Babe Ruth? Because I've had the thoughts of, oh my God, is there going to be a moment where we'll say he's even surpassed all of that, are we already there is the is kind of the question. I mean, he doesn't have seven titles and he doesn't have that brand yeah. name and all that kind of stuff, but in terms of being that kind of two-way talent, is, is he already in his own category? It's that weird look because if you look at it and you're like, if Babe Ruth played now, he wouldn't be able to get on the field probably. Like he was so talented, but it's just like it's such a different game. He'd have to go work out and stuff. You couldn't. You couldn't play with the amount of laziness he had. Of, True. You couldn't eat hot dogs during between innings. Right. You right. couldn't do that anymore. Right. And the medic- and so Otani is so far the difference of that. Yeah, exactly. Where he's like, no, I train very hard. I do speed training and all this other stuff. And so on that scale, you're like, well, yeah, Otani's miles past him in that. But then when just impact on the game, if you take away the era and everything else, then probably not. 
Right. You know, you got he's got to go because Babe's got him on all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, because you got to win. Yeah. At the end of the day, we see that with Dame Lillard right now. What's Dame Lillard's legacy going to be if he doesn't win? A, if he doesn't ever make a real run in the playoffs? Right. Like not even win a title, but never make a real run. Yeah, that's true. You could be the best two-way baseball player that ever existed on the planet, but then did you ever have a postseason run? Yeah, because even that like, changes it. Even like Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller get the well, you played in the same era as Michael Jordan, like Patrick Ewing, even to an extent. You get some guys, and you're like, look, we get it. You never won a title, but you had those runs. You had those seasons where if there wasn't a Michael Jordan, you would have been a champion. And with Dame, you're like, I don't. There's not that guy anymore that you can go. Well, no, you didn't have a shot because enough people have won, and he's he's. I mean, they they've never made that run, run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they haven't. Uh, it, it's really weird. Also, by the way, if you're going to compare then and now, and they'll get the full Babe Ruth discussion, also remember the advancements we've had in sex education, in protection, and in the ointments for chlamydia. You realize that too, right? Like you have to factor that in because that version of Babe Ruth didn't know yeah. what this version would know. This no, Babe Ruth would know a lot but more. But would he have cared? That's a whole other issue. I don't know how we compute that, but he'd have been a little bit. I mean, he'd been slightly more buff. You know, he'd have been like a, like a, like a in shape John Daly type. <laughs> that's how okay. I, that's how I view him. Yeah, he, I, you wouldn't have been Bartolo Colon. <laughs> no, maybe a little, maybe a little slimmer, <laughs> a little slimmer. maybe a little slimmer than that. Uh, yeah, the Otani stuff is just unbelievable. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's fun. It's it's cool to have this division right now. And we'll see after the All-Star break because you figure one of these teams, and I'm hoping it's not the Astros, you're hoping it's not the Rangers, Mm -hmm. one of these teams is going to fall off. There is a question of do they sell Otani when he's at his highest and the Angels, and you're like, I know we're making a run and all, but we'll never get the value we'll get for him if we wait. Because in the offseason, he's just gone. Are they getting crowds? I don't even look at numbers. I assume they're getting some crowds. Like I would too. I think you got if it's especially if you're an Angels fan. You're like, this is the last chance I'm going to see him here. Don't you have to play that hand? Like if if I'm ownership, that's the hand I would try to play. I get the idea of whatever he's going to make out there or whatever. But if you're really in it, you're really in the thing. I would I would lean on. Let's give these fans the ride. Let's give let and then if you somehow ended up with this incredible journey. And they won. Let's say they won it all. Let's say they get all the way to the World Series. Maybe they even win the thing. Well, it's not like they are Seattle back in the day. Like they might be able to at least try to put something together. Yeah. Right. They're not a nobody. They have paid guys before. So they paid. They're paying a ton of guys. Yeah. So, but maybe I don't know. I don't know if if they went through it and he got even more connected. Would he be the kind of guy that might say, hey, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, the team I like discount, a little hometown discount Oh, Or I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a shorter deal. To, there you go. So, so you're not necessarily so pot committed that I want the 12-year, right. you know, I want the lifetime deal. It's, I want the Albert Pujols. Yeah, let's do some badass, like, two- to five-year deal Yeah, and I mean, we'll make it happen. There's people that are saying, like, he's one that, you know, there's going to be numbers. Someone will say he's going to make a billion dollars in this deal. Like, that's where the numbers, some people are saying the numbers will go. But you say it's, what, $400, $500, 600000000 million you're going to invest minimum? Yeah. Oh, to, to get him back. So that's where I think it's where they, they, they just may go, look, we're not going to, we don't want to keep Trout anymore. We're going to try and reset a little bit. We've spent way too much money and been too bad, even though we got two generational talents. I, I, it would be interesting. I mean, I'd prefer him not to go to the Yankees or Dodgers. 
Yeah, you and me both. I just I prefer that. Anywhere else I'm okay with. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely with you on that. But on both of those teams. I but, don't I don't want them to get him and then pretend that they drafted him and did all this work. And you're like, you just paid him the most. <laughs> Stop pretending you're these are homegrown guys. He was always a Yankee. No, he wasn't. He's one of our guys. He's one of <laughs> ours. That's Patrick Davis. I'm Chad Hastings, hanging out till Rod Babers gets here. Rod is coming through traffic right now in the great city of Austin. Something going on on Mopac today. Big shock, right? He is on his way. The Specs text line always there for you, 337-3776. Someone texted, Chad should give the Ball Don't Lie audience the breast milk story. Oh, we talked about this on the show not that long ago. Yeah, somebody texted me. I was a friend of mine, or it was friend. I think it was a friend or coworker texted me about breast milk. So you know, did you hear about Josh Hart? Josh Hart tweeted out uh, that he he was asking for a friend if they had ever been with their have ever drank in their partner's breast milk. Right. And so we were discussing it, and then I think one of the texters texted in and was like, "We we didn't know if it was you or somebody else had done it on the show." And then they were like, no, Chad did it. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, so back in the day. So we had the, as I recall the situation, it was, yeah, the breast milk. And I believe it was uh, Kevin Dunn being such a food snob said no immediately, I think, to the idea. Yeah, it was the food snob thing. That was it. I mean, I like Taco Bell. I said no, too. I think Kevin was, you know, was against it at first. Who knows? Kev, but Kevin's the kind of guy that watches watched all that Anthony Bourdain yeah. and the dude that would go out and eat cow livers and stuff. So I can't honestly remember if Kevin tried it. So Kevin, if you're out there, let me know. But I did try it once I got, and I can't remember if it was like, I think I got permission. I had to get permission, obviously, from him. Yeah. From the guy and the wife. And then... Once I knew that was okay, I got permission from my wife. I'm like, are you okay? with like, hey, it's a little bit of radio thing. Yeah. Would you be okay? And I think the response came back with, I don't care if you want to try it. It sounds gross, but whatever. And, you know, it was So, wait, it was a text conversation for approval. That's true. It was a text approval. Yeah, I feel like that needed to be an in-person conversation. You need, think I needed to go home? No, see, I, I think the next day you'd been like, hey, we'll do this right. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but I need to talk to my wife because I need to see her face when I ask her. Yeah, that probably would have been a better idea. I need to make sure that when I say that, her face is not like, oh, he knows better than to do this, right? Yeah. I think that yeah, that's the, those are the details I'm not recalling. I don't, <laughs> I don't recall if there was a face-to-face. I'm not recalling. <laughs> is this for court documents later? Uh, <laughs> I, I just, no recollection of those conversations. Yeah, I'm going back to the Reagan years. If I just don't recall, <laughs> I just don't know. Um, yeah, it was a little strange, clearly, but yes, I believe I did. I did try it back in the you day. Did try it. Was for it a just second. regular milk, or did you tell? It was. You know, it tasted like that. T- the first time you taste milk that you know is better for you, but it okay. doesn't quite taste as good as you'd like it to taste on your cereal. That's what it tasted. Well, like. let me ask: you, Are you a regular milk drinker just in general? Yeah, like two percent. Okay. I mean, I, I grew like up like a on glass it. or just cereal. Um, a glass now. I don't know if I've had a glass of milk in the last five. Oh, years. I try to stay away from all of it as much as I can because I'm so damn old now. But yeah, back in the day, it was whole milk and half and half when I was a kid, and then it went from that to you know two percent. So yeah, yeah. The, if me as a two percent milk drinker tries like soy milk, almond yeah. milk, something like that, where I go, oh wow, you can definitely taste that it's much cleaner and nicer and all that stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's all right. I I just don't know. I would have no uh. No basis now. If I were to try it, I'd be like, I haven't had milk in in probably close to a decade. A glass of milk. I've had it in cereal or whatever, but not just a glass of milk. So I wouldn't even have anything to base it off of. But if you're a regular milk drinker, then then you would know.
Yeah, no, you know, it's, it's a little a bit of a different thing, but you know, it's just one of those uh, things. You want to be able to taste the superfood, and uh, I, I've tasted what the superfood tasted like. Is, you got all consent from your well, wife. I did. All partners involved yeah. in the other side too. Yeah. That, okay. See, this is the problem though. He that got was, he got good. consent from his wife via text. This is an in person. T- but approval, it's a, right? It's, it's a modern era. It's very text. It's very know, personal. You yeah, gotta see the fine. face. Yeah. You could do that because his, his wife knows he's by by trade. He's a bit of a, a, a exhibitionist, like because he's on the radio. Yeah, so okay. she knows like, and he, she knows his co-host. Okay. He's he's yeah. a bit guy. And the fresh milk, yes. the fresh milk was not guaranteed to be there the next day. All right, that's true. The bit was the bit. That how day. long does breast milk last? Do we know this? Yeah, I mean, you can't. I don't know how long it lasts. Once you're there, as, as I recall, once you're there and it's like in the bottle and you're like you're ready to feed. I don't. What think... did you taste it from? What was the uh, apparatus that you used? Did you use? Oh, I think it was just like the you have a nipple. The, the... bottle. It was they, they had a bottle and put it on the, on the finger and that was. I it. love that it was in a bottle still. It's still in the bottle. You have to put it in like a yeah. glass. So I you... wanted to just like lay down and <laughs> you really get comfortable. That's but very fetish like. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was a little weird. It, it was a little strange. Well, it actually is worth a lot of money on the black market. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yes, tons of money. It's an ama- it is an amazing thing cuz yeah. if when you have the when the kid is doing nothing but that, nothing but the breast milk, just suckling. The way when you first started, when you're changing diapers during that period, you don't realize it's a miracle food. You don't realize it then. <laughs> but man, when you start dealing with other human foods, you run back to your wife and say, "Okay, let's talk about this breast milk thing again." <laughs> Let's talk about breastfeeding. I think we need to breastfeed till she's five. What do you think? You know, uh, you know what? Some people no. I my uh, my wife's mom is actually a breastfeeding specialist, and she's obsessed. Like she wants you to do it as long as possible. You should do it as long as possible. Yeah, and basically have it where it almost is uncomfortable. Right. Like she believes in that. It's like that much of a miracle food. I took myself off the teat when I was young. I don't drink is milk. Is that right? I've been drinking milk and I'm 42 oh, now. Right. I probably haven't drank milk in 40 years. 40, yeah. 40, 41 years. I'm not joking. Like my mama told me I took myself off the teat as a child and I was like, I'm done. Wow. Like you can you can have that. You can keep it for yourself. Were your so it's fir- been a minute. Were your first words? I can words? imagine the kind of athlete I would be if I kept... Consistently the on the oh teeth. The injuries you would have yeah, had. I would have been. Bones. I mean, I could have been unbelievable. Dude, they could have run over you with tractors, and <laughs> you you'd have been fine. You would have measured out at the right heights. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. I'd have been like uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Was your <laughs> Was your first complete sentence, Ma? I said no white condiments. Uh, like, no, is that the first thing you ever said? No, but I, my, my 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 mom will tell you that she she told my wife the story too. Like, no, like he pushing it away. He rejected it. And she said, at first she was hurt. She was upset, and she talked to me. She said he rejected it. He was like, "No, I'm done. Please, please, oh my I don't God. want it." So there you go. I mean, but I do know it's a miracle food, and I appreciate you sitting on. Hey, man, right, not, not a problem. Everything's the traffic. Everything clearly is not yeah, good out there. Did they get heading, it cleared up? It was on Mopac heading north right before you get to 360. There was a wreck of some kind. I'm not sure exactly what was going on. Usually, my drive to work is pretty good. I leave the house in plenty of time, and usually I sit out, you know, parking lot, hang out, got plenty of time to run, you know, do stuff and get ready for the show. Uh, not today. So, okay. once again, I judge poorly. When it comes to the Austin traffic. All right, well, I'm going to go get in some of that Austin go traffic. Get, yeah, that's one thing. You know what? I, I'll admit, I've never in my life, because of this job, had to sit in Austin traffic consistently. 
It's crazy. Because I've always oh, yeah. had an afternoon show. Yeah. I'm always, so I never have to deal with the morning traffic unless I got an errand to run or some meeting. And I never have to deal with the evening traffic because I'm always doing a show during that time. And I will admit, God God help all you people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the case for me. Wow. Uh, yeah. Outside of the days when I have to sit here because Rod Babers is in traffic, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I usually oh. I usually am able to get out before it gets started. Yeah, before it gets crazy. But <laughs> I'll admit, now I apologize. So now I got you in it. I've, so I will try to entertain you while you. <laughs> deal with all the road because the road rage is yeah. like it's a it's a unbelievable it overcomes you oh yeah like, you, you know what i mean that's why i tell people try to avoid the road rage because road rage does lead to accidental racism we all become a little racist in our cars and we profile people because of the cars they drive which is dangerous we don't want to be those people so avoid the road rage that way you won't go down the dark path yep. of accidental you know my racism. you know my trick for how you deal with road rage mm. uh when you get mad start to yell at them in a british accent it's really hard to stay mad. It's really hard to stay mad when you do it. That's a great idea. Yeah, I love that. That's it's the it's, you just have to do accents, and then your brain's like, "Well, look at us. That's an interesting We're an theory." Idiot. So choose any accent you yeah, say. Anything, yeah, anything British where you just want to, where you're just yes. going to start laughing, and then people look at you like a maniac when they look <laughs> over in traffic, and you're smiling and laughing, but still yelling. Let me, They'll probably be more afraid of you. Let me try that on, see how that works. You Oops. idiots! Are you actually? Cutting me off. Are you? Yeah, it does. It makes you kind of happy yeah. as you're doing it. You should yeah. do Scottish guy. Scottish guy should have road rage. No, see, that's going to make it way worse. <laughs> Scottish. That'll make it way worse. It's a left turn, you bastard. It's a left. See, that's going to get worse. That's going to get way worse. That's what I, I think we should do that. That's what we should do. A Scottish guy doing traffic updates and road, in road rage form. That's what that's what uh, the people want to hear. Oh, that would be good. That would yeah. make them make them long for traffic. Yeah, then. That'd be nice. hey, thank you very much, brother. All I right. appreciate you sitting in. I'll be listening, fellas. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, appreciate Chad sitting in. Yeah, a little traffic, McGann. I appreciate all you guys who are in traffic right now listening. Usually, I get to avoid the traffic because, like I said, the hours. That's one of the uh, the perks to the job. Uh, today, I cannot avoid it. So that's whenever we do a baseball game that starts Ooh. early, and we get out at like five thirty, five forty, and you're like, you're like, man, we're getting out early, and then as soon as you go on the road, you're like, ah. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, really. I, I got, and I was like, and I was so upset. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I realized, like, oh, why am I so upset? Because I haven't been in traffic in ages. I just don't really have to sit yeah. in traffic very often. So, like I said, once again, um, I admire you folks out there that do it every day. That's got to be a drain. I'm not going to lie. That's a drain. I, I don't have to sit in traffic every day. Some people do it every day of their life. Yeah. This is why, you know, they say there's a, like there's a movement in this country where people don't want to go to back, don't want to go back yeah. to work to the physical like office building. A lot of it's because of traffic. I guarantee you, half of it's because I don't want to sit in traffic multiple times yeah. a day. I mean that and putting on pants. <laughs> Those two things <laughs> yeah. about equal. Well, I agree. You know what? Put no pants. That does. You know, I got jammy pants though. If it's jammy pants, you're good. Yeah, but you can't go to work, and you're not going to work in that. I don't say. Like, like, you have to put on responsible adult <laughs> pants. <laughs> To leave the house. And Uncomfortable like, pants. Yeah, and you're like, no, yeah. I don't like this. That's true. Yeah, you got the jammy pants on, you're good. I can get all <laughs> types of work done. I do, actually. A lot of prep for this show is yes. done with jammy pants on, and everybody can't do that. So that's upsetting, too. So, yeah, it does, Austin does have the third worst traffic in, in Texas, in the state, behind Dallas and Houston. And honestly, some stretches of it are worse than some stretches of, of Houston. I, I'm from Houston, I can tell you that. Because it's a, Austin is a perfect traffic mageddon for a lot of reasons. Shout out to Evil Mopak because uh, his witty observations yes. kind of walk us through it. But it's a, it's a college town. So a college town and a, a 
true metropolis, right? So a college town on top of that. And college kids, I mean, there's a reason what you, it, you, can't, you get basically penalized for trying to rent a car when you're under 25. It's tough to get insurance yeah. yep. when you're under 25 because they know you guys are terrible drivers <laughs> when you're under 25. You just are. And they're Every, getting worse. And everybody's a terrible driver now because everyone has a phone. That is true. See, that's the thing. Just distracted driving in our yeah. day and age makes everybody a bad driver. And young people are especially distracted by their phones and driving. So that's a big part of it. And one of my random theories about why young drivers are getting worse and are not getting better progressively is because the, the mental reps we used to take when you sat in the back seat of the car and you used to watch your mom and dad drive, that was like the only thing you could do. You didn't have a damn phone. You had, you had yeah, no, just you had head, to take head laid advice. against the window. Yeah, you just sit there and you watch pops <laughs> drive and watch moms drive and you, you listen to them cuss and get road rage and upset. And it kind of taught you how to drive. It was a mental rep. Kids these days do not take mental reps for driving. They don't even pay attention to mom and dad driving or whoever the hell yeah. is driving. They have no idea what's going on. That's a big part of it too. And I mean, Austin's a great town and not most, I, I don't know what the number is but a lot of people that live in Austin ain't from this city so they all take the same routes to go everywhere people like you who were born here Patrick yes. you guys know how to get everywhere through every well, different type though, of you know, shortcut certain areas but then like I grew up in northwest Austin and now if I go up there I'm like I don't this you is don't all different it. but the streets should be the same right some of it like the main roads and yeah. everything now I'll miss exits because they're like Oh no! This is the exit, and then this is a free one. This is a toll road. You gotta get here, and you take that, and then oh, you're in the wrong lane. You're in the middle left. You need to be in the far left to turn right. I know it doesn't make sense, but you got to do it. No, you're right. That's true. And Austin is terribly uh, engineered in terms of a in terms of the city planning perspective. Yeah. No, we're, we we basically been, yeah. engineer to be a small be, town to be only five years behind what we needed by the time it's yeah. done, and then immediately have to go back to the drawing board. Yep. And go, hey, how about we plan for what it is right now? For a project that'll be done in ten years. Yeah, no, you're well, right. That's not. No, so you're right. Let's think forward. Yeah, no, they. they that's a, it's a great point. It was small time city planning because they never were thinking 10, 20 years yeah. in the future. It was always thinking, hey, what about what's what's good for right now? It's like, no, no, good for right now. That's not city planning. Good for 10, 20 years down the line. Hey, hey, that on ramp. <laughs> how long do you want that ramp to be? I don't know, four feet. Think emerging four <laughs> oh, feet. Oh, that's right? one of those on thirty-five. That is just oh, it's hellacious. I don't drive thirty-five anymore. If I can avoid I try. it, no, I try to avoid. But now Mopac is getting just as bad as thirty-five. It used to be like Mopac was a little bit better than thirty-five, and still maybe. But I haven't seen that. I don't see thirty-five unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, I got. Mu- it must be something that's right off thirty-five. Otherwise, there's another way to get there. I'll go Mopac and take the other streets because thirty-five. You just oh man. It's unbearable. It's a traffic Mageddon. Uh, but anyway, my, my point is I admire you folks who sit in every day and we dedicate ourselves to trying to uh, ease and alleviate your road rage you got to deal with. So we apologize. Apologize for being late, but uh, unavoidable. Man, I don't do that. I don't think I've been late in a long time on the show because no, of traffic. That's what Chad was saying. It's like when we get a phone call from you at four, oh. 15 minutes before the show, we're like, oh, something's not right. Oh, yeah. It's been a long, long time. I tried to avoid that if at all necessary. But so my apologies. Thanks to Patrick. Thanks to my man Chad. Doing a great job. Great team we got around here. All right. So uh, we're going to basically audible here because I wanted to get to some stuff in the first segment we won't be able to get to. So we'll talk some baseball, but we'll talk uh, College World Series as well, but also what Shohei Otani's doing. You got to be kept abreast of what Shohei is doing. 
All right. There ain't no better story in sports right now to show it. Hell, ain't no sports going on right now <laughs> except for Major League Baseball. And the biggest story in Major League Baseball is Shohei. So we'll get into that. So a heavy baseball discussion. We'll talk Astros, Cardinals, Rangers with the disappointing loss last night to the Tigers. I'll tell you why, Rangers fans. Don't be upset about that loss last night. Don't be upset at all. And I'll tell you why it happened. Um, I've been in some situations like that myself. So we'll talk heavy baseball in the next segment right here. Ball Don't Lie on on The Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104. Now on the horn, uh, top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Patrick plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And this day in history, shout out to my man CB, who actually reminded me, June 27th, didn't reach the top of the Billboard charts, but... Anybody who's a screwhead or grew up in H-Town or was a third coast rap fan, they know about June 27th and uh, what it means in the uh, the Screwston uh, world. So uh, I'm a screwhead. I grew up right down the street from the screw shop. I actually used to go down, ride my bike down there, go get some screw tapes. When I first got to Texas, I was still jamming screw tapes. I actually got mocked and made fun of. I know this because my man Tillman Holloway told me so. Because I would walk around campus with my Walkman jamming screw because they had them still on the the gray tapes. And he actually traded me uh, a disc man for my Walkman. And the uh, the condition of him trading a disc man, I've told this this story on the show before, uh, was that he could smash my Walkman in front of me. And I was like, why you want to smash my Walkman? Why can't I just keep the Walkman? If you're going to smash it, mom's let me keep it. He's like, no, no, man. They're making fun of you behind your back about your Walkman. They're talking about it. And I was like, the Walkman wasn't like obsolete technology in 99 when I got to Texas. But apparently the disc man uh, was that much of a movement and a phenomenon that people were mocking me because I was still one. But it wasn't necessarily because I didn't have money to buy a disc man. I'm sure I could have gotten one. Mom and dad were you know, doing all right. But it was because I wanted to jam the screw tapes. So even after Tilman Holloway destroyed my Walkman, I went and bought another one so I could jam the screw tapes that I had. Because by then, they weren't converted to, to CD. They converted yeah. them later, like a couple of years later, they converted them to CD, and it was all good. But that's why. So that's my random story with June 27th. And I'm sure June 27th was one of those screw tapes that I had. So shout out to uh, the screw heads out there. Even Patrick knows what June 27 is all about. Yeah. Somebody on the text line says, hold up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, Robbie, you going to bust out your freestyle? No. My freestyle, I'm scared to freestyle because I'm, I'm scared I'm going to drop too many F-bombs and expletives. Yeah. When you're freestyling, it's hard to really control that. You just go on freestyle. Yeah. And- yeah, you, you you, all of a that. sudden, you talk about ducks. Uh, yeah, you dry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Um, oh, wait, uh, also, uh, in regards to our traffic conversation, because we were talking about traffic, that's why you boy was a little bit late. Um, someone says, Austin traffic is more complicated because of the balconies fault in the west, uh, the hills west of Mopac. It's completely flat in Houston and Dallas, so you can't build a loop here. Uh, another texter reiterate the same thing. Austin uh, doesn't have a true loop like 610 or 410. Yes, yeah, I mean, Houston's got two of them. I believe they got 610, and then Beltway 8 is another loop. So you got a smaller loop and then a bigger loop, and then everything else is east, west, north, south. So you're right uh, about Austin. Austin does not have that. Everything just kind of runs east and south. All right, uh, let's get to some um, baseball conversation here. Let's start with 
the World Series finale last night. LSU wins the national title uh, 18-4. to I mean, it wasn't really a compelling game last night. Uh, but LSU is compelling in a lot of ways. At least the baseball team is. First of all, you got to talk about them having so much a wealth of talent, including the player of the year, Dylan Cruz, who reached – He's got some freaky stats for you. Dylan Cruz, who won uh, the Golden Spikes Award, fourth player to win the Golden Spikes Award and a national title in the same year. He might be, and some people right now say he's trending toward being, the number one overall pick. 426 batting average, 18 home runs, 70 RBIs. He reached uh, base in 71 straight games this year that uh and how about this he's on a pace uh of sorry on a pace he set a record for 75 game streak of reaching base to end his career so yeah that's some freaky stuff he and tommy white they call him tommy tanks uh he they were the first pair of teammates in sc history to score 100 runs and drive in 100 runs in a season and Paul Skeens, who was the uh, Air Force transfer, and also Tommy White, who transferred from NC State, along with Thatcher Hurd. Um, those were three players they acquired via the transfer portal, all starters for LSU. A lot of people believe that pushed them over the top in terms of the overall talent, that they just they were the best uh, team in the country, and they definitely showed that in the uh, College World Series. Um, Jay Johnson, the LSU manager, had an interesting comment, and this was actually – uh, after they beat Wake Forest. This was not recently. This was a few days ago after they beat Wake Forest on their way to going to the College World Series uh, finale. Uh, Jay Johnson made a comment. This is something I think Texas baseball fans probably need to heed uh, this comment here. Here is Jay Johnson after they, play, they, they played Wake Forest and beat them, talking about what maybe has made the difference for LSU baseball this season. And lastly, like, look to my left. If you're one of the best players in the transfer portal, there's only one place to come play. Because uh, last summer I spent a lot of time with these young men, and I think they would tell you they made the right choice. So um, I'd want to join forces with them if, if they're out there. All right. There you go. I mean, <laughs> he's basically saying anybody in the portal, and everybody knows the portal, talking about the portal is basically talking about NIL. They're inextricably linked. We know that. That's just free market hitting yep. college sports. And this honestly kind of reminded me the first, I don't know the first, maybe I'm just kind of sick minded here. The first image that came to mind when I heard Jay Johnson on the, uh, on the, the, the post game podium uh, giving that kind of call to arms in the transfer portal for LSU baseball kind of reminded me of Suge Knight at the Source Awards. I'd like to tell Tupac to keep his guards up. We ride with him. And one other thing I'd like to say, any artist out there who want to be an artist and want to stay a star and don't want to, don't want to have to worry about the executive producer trying to be all in the videos, all on the record, dancing, come to death row. <laughs> That's that's LSU right now. LSU baseball. They're like, hey, you want to get a transfer a portal? You want to win some championships? You want to play for championships? You want to make that straight cash, homie? Come to LSU. And I, I and I wasn't being critical of Texas uh, baseball, but it was just the observation and from the article that uh, I read at the Austin Business Journal, uh, based on their research, Texas baseball was tenth, tenth in NIL compensation 
uh, the most recent, and this is as of, I think it was as of May. Uh, so as of May, uh, based on the Austin Business Journal's research and their reporting, tech, men's baseball was 10th out of all the Texas sports in NIL compensation. They were behind football number one, men's basketball number two, softball, shout out to the ladies, number three, women's swimming and diving number four, women's basketball number five, men's swimming and diving number six, women's volleyball number seven, men's golf eight, men's track and field nine, and Texas baseball ten. They are considered a blue blood. Out of all the sports on this list here, uh, men now swimming and diving, <laughs> they're the bluest of blue blood. So I see why swimming and diving is doing their thing, and so is football. Uh, but baseball should be higher. I don't, I'm not saying that they should overtake, you know, women swimming and diving or even, hell, even women's basketball, but they should be higher than 10th on this list. And LSU's manager is just basically telling you, hey, in the NIL arms race, specifically in baseball, we win it. Yeah. We win it. Nah. We got the guys we that are going to pay you. So if you want to transfer, come on come on down. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Come it really on, was man. like a, it was a Suge Knight call to arms. Hey, man, this is the best <laughs> thing I can – this is the most legal way I can say this. Exactly. But I'm not talking to you all on the transfer portal. I'm talking to you all that are thinking about the transfer portal. Hop on in come and on. give me a call. Exactly. Right? That's basically what he said. And they got three, and it worked out for all three. Right, everybody's everybody's draft stock improved. Uh, it helped LSU win a national title, so it was a win-win for everybody. And recently, I just saw Wake Forest had two pitchers hit the transfer portal. Hell, man, they just were what a couple of games shy of making it to the finale themselves. Yeah. Two pitchers are uh, sorry, not pitchers. Sorry, two players. I think said pitchers. Two players hit the transfer portal. One hit thirteen home runs. The other hit ten. So they had two players hit the transfer portal. Tennessee had a pitcher, uh, Chase Burns. With the transfer portal, guy's supposed to has 103 mile power stuff. Um, as a, as a freshman, he was legit. Uh, 2.91 ERA, eight and two record. Uh, eh, slowed down, maybe regressed a little bit last season, but still highly coveted. He's hitting the transfer portal because you won't know your worth until you hit the transfer portal, and the free market tells you. Yeah, and that's what he wants to do. And I mean, you, you're going to get some phone calls before, or maybe, you know, a, a high school coach may tell you that, uh, that uh, you know, hey, I, I just heard through the grapevine <laughs> that you're worth about this much. I'm glad you brought that up, Patrick, because Trent Dilfer, because these topics are related, because like I said, the NIO uh, law of the land and, of course, the arms race going on in our world is inextricably linked with the transfer portal. Um, when you <laughs> when you start looking at the transfer board in all sports, by the way, we're talking about baseball now, but hey, you're talking about women's basketball, football, it doesn't matter. Like every sport now has been affected by the transfer portal. And every coach has their own feelings about it. Some are taking it more personal than others. Uh, as you know, you can see obviously the LSU coach is telling you, hey man, we're gonna be on the winning side of the transfer portal. It giveth and it taketh away, but for us, it giveth more than it taketh away. But for some coaches, they don't feel that way. They feel a little bit, you know, uh, offended. And uh, they, be, they feel like that the transfer portal could be the end of them or their program or could lead to the deterioration and depreciation of their program. Uh, Trent Dilfer is the coach at uh, UAB, yes. which I forgot, actually. I'm not going to lie. I forgot all about that. Yeah, because he just took it recently because he was on ESPN yes. and then left ESPN for a UAB job, which is not normally – 
the route. You know, you, yeah, normally if you're leaving ESPN, you're going for a little bit higher of a job. Yeah. It's a better pay and all that. And good for him because uh, he, he's just a point. I guess he's reminding us, hey, Trent Dilfer, hey, I'm over here, guys. I'm at UAB in case y'all forgot. Well, he had something to say about uh, players being poached via the transfer portal and the tampering rule, which I would say tampering is like speeding. They say speeding is the most violated law on the books in America because everybody does it. Some of y'all driving, listening right now are speeding and violating the law. I just did it. We all do it every day. We break that law. It's the most broken law and violated law on the books. Well, that's tampering in college sports. Most violated law on the books. Everybody is tampering. You could argue if you're not doing it, you're not doing your job. Here's what Trent Dilfer had to say about coaches tampering potentially with his players. And it's easy for a coach to say, oh, man, you're going to jump right into this nickel spot and you're going to play on national televised games every week. And that's really easy to say. And then kid shows up and he's like, well, wait a second. Why am I the third guy? By the way, come try to get my guys. Right. Like, come, I dare you, Power <laughs> Fives. I got a pretty, pretty big platform that I can step on. Yeah. And if I find you in my kids' DMs and if I find you talking to high school coaches about my kids, if you're in my roster, I'm going to call your ass out. I'm going to say it by name to the biggest voices in television today, and it's going to make game day, and it's going to make Sports Center. It's going to make, because by the way, those guys running Sports Center are still my friends. That's right. I still got their So go ahead. I dare you to jump into my roster. And I told the American coach the same thing. I said, why don't you guys have the you know what's to stand up and say, get out of my roster? Right. I said, here's why, because you want their job. Oh, I want you said it. I want this job. That's right. I don't want no power. I want this job. I want to live in Birmingham. I want to live downtown. I want to go see my grandson in Nashville. I don't want that other job. So I don't care if you blackball me. Right. I want this job. I want the city of Birmingham to say, no, that's our city. That's our coach. Right? And so go ahead. I'm not scared of whoever, the grand poopah of poopahs, to blackball me. Right? Like, get out of my roster. These are my guys. I love these guys. Stay the hell out of it. Um, kind of reminds me of a, like a jealous boyfriend. My dad once told me, because I, I remember having a discussion with him about a, a girl I was dating. And he was like, because um, I think I was referring to her as mine or my or something like that. He's like, why are you being so possessive about yeah. people you're in a relationship with? You don't own them. You're in a relationship with you don't own them. They, yeah, yeah. I said I know people say mine and my all the time. He said just watch programming yourself to say you like these are mine. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They are mine. They belong to me because they don't. Yeah, you understand? They don't. They can decide to change their mind anytime. Well, you think that's wrong or not? You know, they can go do whatever they want. The truth is, threatening other men to not hit on my woman is not the way to keep my woman. Keeping my woman happy is the way to keep her from jumping ship to go be with somebody else. It ain't threatening yeah. the people around her uh, that are trying to woo her because she's beautiful and she should be wooed. All right, And the same thing can be true for the players in recruiting. You don't own the players anymore. It's a free market now. Yeah. They can hit the transfer report whenever they want to. They can go see what that market value is anywhere. The true test these days, actually, for the culture to try to keep players is how you treat the players. Ultimately, because they, they have social media now to complain about and have a platform to complain about the way you treat them and their treatment. They have the, the transfer portal to exercise their flexibility and options. They have NIL that will give them their actual free market value. All these things they did not have before. So these players now, they truly have the players' rights era has begun. And you're, 
I don't know the way he spoke about them, like they're mine. Like, no, they're not yours, Trent Dilfer. Like, they're not your. Yeah. I know what you say. I know you want what's best for them, and you think what's best for them is also what's best for you. But the truth is, that's not the way to keep them that, by threatening the play, the coaches around. And by the way, no coaches are sliding the DMs. It's called plausible deniability. It's third or fourth. Uh, degrees of separation. It is the high school coach, yeah. as Patrick mentioned. It is the best friend. It is the player on your roster who's also thinking about leaving that's talking to another player on their roster. And by the way, players in any different industry or in any walk of sports that you want to look at, they basically have decided that players cannot tamper. Yeah. They're, they're in pot because it's a pre existing relationship that usually exists between the players, so they can't tamper. So any player can go and slide into any player's DMs on your roster and say, hey, my coach says you're a good player and you can come here and make $50,000 in NIL. No, most of these players are meet at camps. They all go to camps now <laughs> exactly. over here. They all know each other. Like the Dude. best players all know each other. So if you're a top prospect, or even if you're, you're trying to be a top prospect, and you're a three star and a five, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh man, it's three stars at UAB. And now. He worked out with a four-star that was a high four-star, and that four-star and three-star know each other real well because they, they roomed together at camp or did whatever else at camp, and he can just call them up and go, hey, man, hey, our O-line needs another guy. Period. And, hey, man, you should come here, man. What I'm getting, what are you getting? What are you getting? <laughs> exactly. You making $500? Man, I made, I made five Gs last year. Yep. What do you, why don't you come here? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's just funny because you see it, and then you just wish that this is where you wish interviews could be better if, that you hear afterwards. Yeah. You go, hey, man, ask him if one of those players wants to go in the draft and he knows he ain't going to draft it out of UAB. Why, ask him, would you then want him to go do the best thing for himself, for his family? Exactly. Or would you want him to do the best thing for you? Yep. Would you want him to stay to help your program? Because you feel in 10 years UAB could be a program that gets players drafted. And you would say, I'd rather build off your back the, my legacy at UAB, or would you say, no, the right thing is to help him go and find a better program and go, no, I trust that guy, and he's mm-hmm. that's a great – you'd fit in great there. And, which which was, would you do? Because yeah. I think with, by this interview, it seems like you would tell him, if you leave us, you're dead to us, and not, hey, man, I, I love you. I want what's best for you. Yeah, and go do what's best for you, and I'll go, I'll go find the next you. Yeah, and could with, with and, you know what I mean? I'll go when, find the next one. And you know, have a thing in your recruiting. But when we were recruiting new guys, and you're in the league, come back and help us out, and say, man, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them starting me up, mm-hmm. because that would be more helpful if he's in the league. Yeah, like there's ways you can do it and have a good attitude, and maybe Trent Dilfer is that guy. Maybe he is, but I'm just saying I got. But that came across. It came across as though. I mean, I, listen, I get it. I'm not saying that he's wrong at all, but I'm saying I'm telling you that's not the way to uh, to keep your program and culture intact in an NIL world. That's not the way yeah. to do it. You almost have to accept that. Hey, they have freedom, and if they're happy, they'll be with. They'll stay here. If they're not happy, then they'll go elsewhere. Sark actually has that mentality. Remember, he says anybody goes to transfer portal, I don't want them back. Like yeah. once you make your decision, go. It's fine. It's good for you, but not good for our program for you to be, you know, undecided about what you want to do and for us to accept you back. That's bad for our culture. Yeah. Do what's best for you. I'm going to do what's best for us. No, and that's like the Atlanta Braves are notorious for if you want to go hit free agency, cool. Well, we ain't signing you once you hit free agency. Freddie Freeman was supposed to be a lifetime Brave. He wanted to see what his market value was. They all didn't offer him another contract. Yeah. They said, cool. We offered you a fair value. You wanted to go test the market. Have fun, have fun in L.A. And it's that mindset when you go, it doesn't always work, but it works more times than not because you get other players and they go, well, these guys are treating me right, and I get it. I understand now I can't just play the market, but that's a much easier way to play it than, than you are not allowed to leave 
There you go. <laughs> go yeah. right. The door is right there. Yeah. But exactly. I understand. I don't want unhappy people here. That, that's the whole point. You know, I don't want feel- any of that. But understand that that's, that door is a one-way door. For If you walk out, that's fine. And I'm not mad. But also don't walk in and, and you know, hold me up for money because someone's in your DMs telling you they're going to give you ten grand if you transfer there. And that's the only reason you're late. Because then, I'm fine. Go take ten grand. Mm-hmm. I don't need somebody who's only here to make that money. Like, only do that. That's the only reason you're here. I know. And I love the the texture of Putz that uh, says uh, not one person believes him when he says he didn't want a Power 5 job. Which, I agree. It's I, don't, I think when somebody offers him a better job, he, he's going to take the better job, which is yeah. – I, I think we all wanted these student athletes to have the same options and freedoms as the coaches yeah. who were upgrading and they you know they were finding upward mobility in their profession, being able to move up, make more money, better quality of life, better job, better opportunity, and that the players could not uh, pursue those same opportunities. And that just seemed wrong. And now that is right. A lot of coaches, uh, they're uneasy yeah, about this Yeah, it's one world. of those things. It was a flawed <laughs> system before, and it's a flawed system now. Yes. But certain people are acting like the old system wasn't flawed. Great point. They're yeah. going, no, 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 but in that old system, I won. So yeah, it wasn't exactly. flawed. I didn't have a player making more than my assistant coaches. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the new world. No, in that old system, I started halfway in the, across, <laughs> yeah. and now we're starting even. But like you just you you're younger, so it's flawed. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> no, it is. That's exactly what's going on. All right, we we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred the horn. Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, uh, getting ready to uh, get into the flex here. On the other side, we're going to some Texas football conversation. Uh, pro football focus really high on uh, Texas football. Also, they're expected to have one of the more improved defenses uh, this upcoming season. We'll talk about that uh, coming up uh, in the top of the 4 o'clock hour. FLXATX.com, FLXATX and all your social media platforms. Go check it out. Top of the charts Tuesday. Shout out to my man Patrick. That's when he plays uh, jams to reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Uh, but go to the flex flxatx.com uh, you can go check out the uh, 7 on 7 little uh, homage to the 7 on 7 D1 state champs uh, the Round Rock Dragons in the flex area so shout out to them and also speaking of you can go check out the uh, flex replay the show that had Mason Cochran the starting uh, quarterback for the Round Rock Dragons on that was a couple of weeks ago uh, you can go get uh, the replay of that at flxatx.com and I believe coming up tomorrow you have your last Wednesday night flex so you don't want to miss that Wednesday night flex don't actually know who's going to be on just yet so we'll give you some more details about that and, and let's say last Wednesday night flex of the year of then the year, yes. they will be starting back up yes. uh, on the Friday night flex yes for when we get back to football season starting back up yes my apologies I didn't mean like, I don't want to scare anybody that flex is dead that is true. It is not. Yes. It is alive and well. That is what I meant. Yes, of the year. Uh, so uh, that will be coming up tomorrow. But you can go to flxatx.com, flxatx, on all of your social media platforms. All right. Uh, we come back. We'll get into uh, some Texas football conversation. Pro Football Focus has a way too early preseason poll um, that gives 
Texas some love, but also Texas defense. We'll talk about the defensive side of the ball for the Longhorns and what to expect. And since we didn't get to uh, this uh, topic earlier in the show, we'll actually get to uh, Shohei Otani and the Astros and the Rangers. We'll fit that into the 4 o'clock, too, and talk some baseball and NBA. So we got a lot to get into coming up in the 4 o'clock. You don't want to go anywhere. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.